This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. COVID, 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 mass, mass, mass. Uh, we'll get into that later. Right now, I want to talk some baseball. We've got uh, Major League Baseball cranking up Thursday. Matter of fact, Friday, we will not have a show. The Atlanta Braves, which you can hear all their games right here on WGNS, play at 3 o'clock uh, against the Mets. They play the Mets three games, the Rays four games, and then the Mets four games again. So, you're going to get to know those teams early. Speaking of baseball, our guest today was um, was announced last week that he will be going into the Hall of Fame uh, at MTSU. He played for the Blue Raiders from 1993 to 97. Uh, Clay Snellgrove, that is, uh, outstanding defensive shortstop. Uh, obviously became a very good hitter. Uh, at the time he um, um, retired, he was number one on the all-time list in six different categories, games played, hits at bats, singles, doubles, and sacrifices. And he also ranked in the top five uh, for RBIs and total bases. He was drafted by the Padres following his Blue Raider career. Uh, he has since gone on to um, – operate and run his own academy he's also an author so clay that's 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 my big build up for you <laughs> well thanks it's good to be with you money um thanks for joining us um looking back you kind of um well let, let's go back to last week you know i've been on both of the previous zoom webinars whatever they call them uh-huh. chats and um you know, you had former coaches. Well, you had a current coach, the AD. Uh, they, they had some other people in there and just kind of talking about the state of athletics. And uh, when I saw who was all going to be this, I was like, well, this is kind of a who, who's who of former athletes. I thought y'all were just going to get together and chew the fat about the times you were at MTSU, what it meant to you. Little did anybody know. Um, that's how you found out you were in the um, – had been uh, elected to the Hall of Fame, which I thought was really cool. You got to see a lot of raw emotion out of you people where normally you just get the phone call. So nobody really knows what you're feeling. For those who got to see that, it was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it was, um, I, you know, they asked me to be on the Zoom call and, and with circumstances being as it is, um, you know, try to create some excitement around Blue Raider athletics. And um, <clears throat> when they 
gave me the roster of people I'd be with, I thought, man, <laughs> I'm in some uh, pretty good company there. Um, of course, knew Bryce Brent's career well, fellow uh, MTSU baseball player. And, um, yeah, and the, the fact that, um, you know, Chris Massaro joined us and right off the bat told us we were the Hall of Fame class, it was uh, – yeah, it's a big honor to say the least, and uh, and and an exciting way to find out for sure. And you know, everybody had neat reactions. Uh, one I thought was pretty funny was Kendall Newson because he, um, when it finally became his turn to to talk, he was like, "Man, I was ready to go play again." And you could kind of see him bouncing around. Had a had that big grin on his face. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and Kendall. Um, was an amazing player. Um, all of us had great careers. Um, but, you know, as far as the Hall of Fame goes, it, it really um, – I didn't really know about the Hall of Fame. I didn't know it existed when I was playing at MTSU. It wasn't something that was sort of um, on the minds of current players. I mean, we showed up to practice. We tried to win championships, do our best. Some of us had pro aspirations. Um, it wasn't until after uh, – years after my playing days were through – um, I'd published a book and needed a place to throw a, a um, sort of a publication party. And um, they had the nice building over there, the Hall of Fame building. And I said, what is this building? Can I use it? And they're like, oh, it's the Hall of Fame. And I thought, wow. And, you know, and I sort of started to pay attention. And um, as an uh, alumni, I started to get some forms that you could nominate people. And so I started to understand what it was and, and what a special honor it was. Um, had a couple friends, uh, Jennifer Martinez, a uh, great softball player there, uh, Mudcat Brewer, and then just recently Josh Pride and one of my best friends, uh, David McNamara. Um, they were all bestowed the honor, and, and seeing them go in, you know, you think about your own career and, and how special it would be to represent the teams you played for in that Hall of Fame. And, um, yeah, so when it finally did happen and, and you hear, I heard on the Zoom call, like, um, yeah, just flooded with sort of gratitude, uh, a, a lot of thinking back on the, the guys you played for, the games you played for. And, of course, for me, uh, playing for Coach Peterson, who passed uh, recently, you know, means means a lot um, to, to have that finally happen. Well, you spoke of Coach Pete. Uh, Bryce had a hard time with it. Um, there was times, you know, and not necessarily you, but I know you told a couple – funny things i know a lot of players that have been successful um at some point in time they probably butted heads a little bit with coach pete you know he was old school but uh coach pete usually won those battles and it it made you guys uh not just better players but better men yeah he he was super consistent on who he was um and he expected a lot and, um, you know, I can say personally, I, I really wanted uh, to do right by him. He, um, you know, his friend and former player, Steve Zitney, was my contact to MTSU when I was not being recruited at all um, by major college programs um, and wanted to come south to play from Indiana. Uh, Coach Pete took a chance on me. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to perform and make that his decision to bring me on a good one. Um, and you know, coach Pete was just such a tough individual. Um, you know, I don't think anybody could have ever imagined coach Pete, um, hobbling around or, or, you know, sitting in a rocking chair, 
uh, you know, being waited on or anything like that. So um, as tragic as his passing was, I think he had told several people, uh, <laughs> including me, you know, he, he was going to live his life 100%. And, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't want to just sort of fade away. You know, he was going to go with his boots on, and I think he did. And his life was remarkable, and I was glad to play a small part in his, uh, his really astounding coaching career. Um, of course, you played on some really good, really, really good teams back then. And I know Coach McGuire spoke, uh, called you the greatest defensive shortstop. I know that's very high praise. Um, you know, Coach Mags has been around a long time too. And then, and then he also said, didn't know how much he would hit, but uh, you, you made that part of your repertoire too, and it got you into pro ball. Yeah, I, you know, I had great hands. I spent a lot of time in my childhood throwing a ball against the wall, and we're talking hours. And uh had a friend that lived next door to me that was uh, a tremendous athlete by the name of David Petcha. Uh, ended up playing baseball at um, um, school over in Johnson City. I'm drawing a blank on it now, and then the high school over there. Um, but uh, he and I spent, you know, hours um, all summer um throwing each other grounders hitting grounders to each other and so i developed good hands and and growing up i was always smaller than everybody else i was a late bloomer uh didn't hit puberty till late so you know i was five foot 100 pounds going into my freshman season of high school and then i only weighed 140 when i came to mtsu so i had to do things uh that didn't require uh pure raw power (laughs) and speed and one of those things i could do was catch the ball and get rid of it and and throw it on points so uh coming in as a freshman i i believed in my hands and my defense uh was given the opportunity to start at shortstop on game two at auburn university and um started every game the rest of my four years there at shortstop save one where i've gotten hit in the eye with a a ball and cracked my sinus cavity so i did sit out one game um, but, uh, other than that, stayed at shortstop and prided myself on, on, um, you know, wanting the ball every play and, and trying to make every play I could, you know? When a guy gets into pro ball, um, when does, I know a lot of times they make the decision for you, but a lot of guys, they'll say, all right, I've lived the dream, done what I could do. Um, it's time to go, you know, get into the real world. How did that come about for you? Yeah, so because I was a late bloomer, even in college, I I had to, you know, they wanted to, this was back in, shoot, 97 was when I got drafted. And if you think about shortstops back then, you had Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, Miguel Tejada. Um, these guys were walking around. I think Jeter was the lightest of the bunch, and he was around 185. So, um hitting home runs, so, like, if I wanted to be a shortstop, at minimum, I had to be playing at 175 pounds, and finally got up to that my senior year. I did hit, I think, eight home runs my senior year, and then the summer before in the Alaskan League, which is a highly competitive college uh, league, I hit eight, so I proved I I built enough strength to probably play at that level, Um, but getting into pro ball, I was already 23 years old, and um, by a lot of scout standards, 23 is middle age, if not on the downside, um, 
of a minor league career. They want to know that you're in the big leagues in the early in your early 20s, and they can sort of decide there whether you have a a future to help the organization or you know they may keep you around to help groom some other guys or they'll cut you loose. So I started uh, my pro career, uh, you know, a little long in the tooth and um, had a great year my first year. And I think I was on some people's radar, but um, didn't really understand how to prepare that first off season as a pro without the structure of a, of a school program like I had in high school and college um, came out flat. My second year was, put in a difficult situation playing a backup role and just couldn't get rolling, uh, had a down year. And I think that probably um, I was then sort of pushed away, not thought about, um, came back the next year, having learned my lesson, had a great spring, um, did manage to have a really good year that third year, bounced up to double A and triple A a little bit uh, to fill in for some people and, and, and performed. But um that fourth after the fourth year with the Padres, you know, being 26, 27, you know, the minor league director didn't see me as anything more than maybe a utility player at best, and um, you know they don't want to put they don't want to invest too many in time too much time too much money or at bats in a guy that's that old. So, you know, they moved on to some younger players, and I moved on and played a couple years of the independent pro ball. Um, tried to if I could sniff back with another organization, but um, I just couldn't make it happen. I was just uh, had missed my window, and um, so I sort of had to, I had to give it up, give up the playing, and turn into a coach. You know, we're joined today by Clay Snell Grove, um, recent uh, ele- recently elected into the Blue Raider Hall of Fame. This portion of the show. Brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is John at LNK Trophy. We have a wide assortment of plaques. We have colored tumblers that we can engrave. They work great for gifts. We also offer other options for plaques. So if it's plaques you're looking for, come down to LNK Trophy. We're able to etch glasses and wine glasses. LNK Trophy can engrave just about anything. This is John at LNK Trophy House, 1115 Memorial Boulevard, just down from Smith Brothers Car Wash. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. 
Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The Middle Tennessee Lady Raiders announced their non-conference schedule for the season. Here's Chip Walters. The non-conference schedule features two SEC foes and the return of ACC National Power Louisville as part of the regionally-based slate filled with formidable foes. In fact, during Thanksgiving week, Middle Tennessee will face Kentucky, Louisville, and Vanderbilt in an eight-day span. Lady Raider Nation should also enjoy the non-conference schedule as six of the 11 games would be played at Murphy Center. Three of the five road games are within a three-hour drive, including short drives to Lipscomb and Tennessee Tech. New additions to the schedule include Louisville, Vanderbilt, and Troy, with all three foes coming to Murphy Center as part of a home-and-home series. The Lady Raiders will open the season at home against East Carolina. Full story on GoBlueRaiders.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Clay Snellgrove, former Blue Raiders shortstop and um, newly elected Blue Raider Hall of Famer, join us today. All right, Clay, let's talk about your um, your your life uh, since um, uh, pro ball. Um, as I mentioned, you've been a, you're an author. Uh, you run an academy. Let's let's talk about with your academy and how you got into that. Yeah, so um, you know, I was finishing up my pro career um, playing independent ball, and I'd kept in touch with uh, a teammate and friend from college, uh, John Case. He was my second baseman in 97, I believe. Um, good player. Uh, again, like me, a little bit undersized compared to some of our teammates. So uh, he and I spent a lot of time <laughs> working on fundamentals, you know, making sure we were sharp to be able to compete with the bigger, stronger guys. And uh, he had uh, set up shop uh, in Murfreesboro and started coaching some kids and passing on his knowledge. And he, he had invited me down to join him. And I said, well, if I ever, when I stop playing ball, maybe that's something I'll do. And um, so 2003, I came down, and he and I ran a warehouse and took some, some of the clients that uh, he had found that were using him as a resource, and uh, that just grew. And so um, um, he moved on, did some, did some other jobs, and now he, he coaches some travel teams. But I kept the, uh, the training facility um, have used some of the MTSU players that have gone pro to, to come back and help instruct. And um, for, yeah, 15 years, where I'm, I'm out in Christiana now, and I, I train, you know, softball and baseball players. We, we start them young. We got some, some youngins that are just getting into it, and we're teaching them just how to stand up balanced and, and, and throw and catch and hit. And then um, still have some college uh, players that have been with me. Um, that come in from time to time to stay sharp when they're home. And um, so, yeah, I get to 
I get to sort of uh, be a part of the game without playing um, and, and really uh, follow these hopes and dreams of these younger players. So it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's having grown up here, it's amazing um, how many kids these days, even when they get to the high school, of course, we didn't have middle school ball back then. We didn't have travel ball back then. So, obviously, the more you play, um, you know, the better, you know, the more experienced you're going to be. But it's even at the 6A level here in Rutherford County, it's it's not uncommon common at all to see a freshman um, not only make a team but start. Oh, yeah. Um, it, and it's crazy how – some of these athletes, man, the, what they're able to do, um, 14, 15, 16. Um, another MTSU grad, Josh Rennick, runs some really highly competitive travel teams in town with the high schoolers. And, um, you know, it's not uncommon to see 15, 16-year-olds already throwing, uh, you know, 85 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> I remember one year in pro ball, we were hurting for pitching, and the coach asked if I could pitch. And uh, I did. I pitched a few innings, and I think I topped out at 82 miles an hour. And that was, uh, and so I've got these freshmen in high school already uh, throwing it harder than I ever did, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's fun to see the the kids that really love it pay attention to the game, and you know, as long as they love it, give them as much of it as they can handle, and and keep them safe. And you know, I, I wish for them to have the same kind of long career I had for sure. Somebody's got a child that wants to uh, train with you. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so my, my training facility is called Bases Loaded Baseball and Softball School. Um, my website's betterhitter.com, and I've got an email address, clay at betterhitter.com, and a, and, a, and a number they can text message me. And um, I just schedule right now with the whole COVID thing. I've been doing a lot of private training to keep the facility um, empty and spaced out, but it's allowed me to sort of go one-on-one with a lot of players that uh, might sometimes come in and take part in our group hitting sessions uh, which we do a lot of in the off season but uh, but yeah just getting a hold of me and um, you know I do all of the training by appointment um, set people up and um, but yeah that's that's how you do it and uh, it, it seems to work well all right we mentioned you're also an author Tell us how you got got into that and uh, what you've written. Yeah, so um, when I was riding the buses in pro ball, it was, uh, I started out in Idaho Falls, Idaho in the Pioneer League, and some of the bus trips were, you know, 12, 16 hours long. And uh, back then it was an era before smartphones and text messaging and all that, so you had a VCR in the bus and, you know, if, he got tired of watching the same movies over and over and couldn't even hear them really well anyway. So I sort of took up uh, reading some of these supermarket novels, you know, the John Grisham, Stephen King's. And, um, you know, so I, I thought, man, these are good stories, but the, the stuff happening around me was just as entertaining and exciting at times, uh, the pro baseball environment. And so I thought to myself, well, I could, you know, maybe I could write one of these books. And, um, so it became a hobby just through my six-year pro career. Um, and then as I was released by the Padres, um, finishing up my career in independent ball, um, uh, the third project I wrote, third novel I wrote, um, I decided to use it as a bit of therapy and uh, sort of wrote about a pro baseball player's journey. Um, and one of the things that 
uh, was going on when I played pro ball was uh, was fairly uh, prevalent steroid use. Um, I just could never, I, I never took the steroids. Um, there were times where I'd seriously considered it uh, because, uh, you know, having a bad year or being frustrated with other guys getting promoted and trying to find ways to compete. But ultimately my conscience and I was raised by parents that I knew would have been extremely disappointed to go that route. So I never did it. But um, in this book I was writing, I decided to have my player do it. And uh, he encounters a few uh, positive benefits that I saw players around me get, but also ultimately some, uh, some really negative uh, outcomes to him as well. So it was sort of a therapy. I got to write this, this baseball player that um, does make it to the major leagues, unlike me. So uh, in some way I got there through my book and through my fictional character. But, um, but yeah, I ended up publishing that, I think, 2007 and um, had a real good response. So um, went ahead and, and uh, got my Master's of Fine Arts um, and, and have continued writing. And I do teach a, a little composition now for Motlow Junior College um, as a hobby now. So, And I'm still writing. I have a novel that I hope to publish soon about a high school softball player. So um, maybe that's on the, on the horizon. So the, 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 the initial baseball book you wrote there when you got out of pro ball, it was fiction, but it was based on stories and events that you saw in the minor leagues right i you know i don't know how much but definitely 80 90 percent of the stuff that goes on in there that happened to me or someone that i knew or a friend of mine um and so one of the best compliments i got on the book was a a, a fellow ball player who um his family was having a hard time understanding his life in baseball and so i think he gave them copies of my book and said if, if you really want to understand the mindset and what i was going through and the things that happened to me he's like just read this book you'll get it you know because he was having a hard time explaining to them how the whole thing worked you know so that was a big compliment um and then one of my uh one of my high school baseball players once told me he said you know what he's like i read that ball player book and it was the best book i've ever read and i was like wow that's great you know and i said yeah, he found out it was the only book that he had ever read. So, but it was still, still compliment nonetheless. Well, uh, before we let you go, um, what did it mean? And I failed to mention this initially when we talked about when you found out you were going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, they added another twist. They would bring back, of course, they brought brought back uh, Coach McGuire, but one of your teammates in uh, Raleigh Bishop had some awful nice things to say about you. Yeah, so Raleigh was actually there for Bryce because he had played with Bryce. I'm and sorry, they, for they brought Bryce, Will yeah. Fraley in to, to talk. Yeah, Will me, was you. But I think yeah. I dominated the, the Zoom call, and uh, Will texted me later. He said, dude, they never cut back to me, and I had tons of stories. So, um, But, uh, yeah, Will was uh, was there with me, um, and, and, you know, he he was a guy that signed on as a bullpen catcher and ended up being like a, uh, really important part of our 96 um, uh, team, um, I think 97 team hitting in the middle of the order. But uh, yeah, what you know, having Will come back, um, it, it reminded me of all my teammates because we had some. You know, I, I was there four years and it was an important part of all four of those teams. Three of them 
you know, we won championship rings. The other one where we didn't, we ended up still going to the NCAA tournament. Um, so, so four really successful years, and I was a, I was a big part of those teams, but every team had dynamic players, and they may have not had careers as long as mine, um, and they may never, you know, get the call for the Hall of Fame, but, man, you talk about, you know, Doug Barner, um, 96, I think he set the single-season home run record, which I think Bryce Brentz would end up be, uh, taking, him down, taking that down. Um, Jamie Walker was in 95, just the only really big hitter we had that year, um, just solid throughout. And then Andrew Thompson hit behind me in the four hole in 97. I think he hit 400, you know, and for a catcher to hit 400. And, uh, you know, so every year I just, I had some dynamic players putting up big seasons and, you know, it helped me just to stay steady and, uh, and, and be the player I needed to, to help our team win those championships. All right, Clay. Well, we appreciate you being part of the show, and again, um, congratulations on being going into the next uh, Hall of Fame class at MTSU. Well, hey, I certainly appreciate it, and uh, you know, um, thank you for having me on. It's a huge honor. Thanks, Clay. That's Clay Snellgrove joining us today. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back, and be joined by Chip Walters with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Is going to be a roller coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short 2020 season. Cranked high and deep to right field, hit with tremendous force, and way out of here. Braves baseball on WGNS. Good afternoon. In certain areas, we see some nasty thunderstorms out here. Be careful. It's just busy coming down 24 back over from Nashville out of Davidson County back into Rutherford. Traffic stopping out here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values. That uh, website, bushforsenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. This season's going to be a roller coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short 2020 season. And he strokes the first pitch high and deep to right field. That ball is gone to the top of the chop. Braves baseball on WGNS. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. 
You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. The next 10 to 12 days could very well tell the tale for college football, at least how the season begins. Today in the Sports Business Daily, big article uh, from all across the country and a couple of leagues chiming in. Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill said he's staying optimistic that we can have a 12-game schedule, but with the Pac-10 and Pac-12 or the Big Ten and Pac-12 deciding to change things up, it does put pressure on the rest of us and us, meaning the group of five. Well, group of five uh, athletic directors obviously trying to make sure they continue to have a non-conference schedule. Old Dominion Athletic Director Wood Selig says the coronavirus pandemic will likely force most, if not all, colleges and universities to cancel all fall sports this season and added that playing in the spring may not be as attractive an option as it appears unless there's a vaccine. That came in an article that was posted on the Old Dominion Athletic Department website. So you have varying opinions from people who are still very optimistic to a very pessimistic op- uh, uh, to a very pessimistic opinion coming from Wood Selig right there. So still, again, uh, things change so fast in how this has gone uh, that it's still too early to tell. Uh, I think the SEC and the ACC uh, will set the tone for the rest of college football, and uh, they will not be making their decisions, it appears, until late next week. All right, story brought to you yesterday. The National College Football Awards Association announced the Jim Thorpe Award watch list for the upcoming 2020 college football season on Monday, and that included Blue Raiders senior Reed Blankenship. Blankenship has now been added to the Jim Thorpe and Bednarik watch lists, while also garnering first-team all-conference honors from philsteel.com. Given annually to college football's top defensive back, the Raycom Jim Thorpe Award is one of the association's most coveted honors Established in 1986, the award recognizes performance on the field, athletic ability, and character in accordance with its namesake, the great, legendary Jim Thorpe. A team captain in 2019, Blankenship owns 233 career tackles, 15 and a half tackles for loss, 18 pass breakups, 8 interceptions, and 2 blocked kicks. Turning over to volleyball, for the third consecutive year, the Middle Tennessee volleyball team was selected by the United States Marine Corps and the American Volleyball Coaches Association as a 2019-20 Team Academic Award recipient that came out late yesterday. Seven Blue Raiders finished the spring semester with a 4.0 GPA. Four others earned a 3.5 to 3.9 to round off the year with a team cumulative GPA of 3.9. Point seven 
three. This is the third time the Blue Raiders have received the award under the helm of Coach Chuck Crawford. You can find out more on GoBlueRaiders.com. Well, speaking of volleyball, after starring for four years on Middle Tennessee's team, uh, Dora Peonia is headed home this summer to fulfill her dream. While wrapping up her marketing degree at Middle Tennessee, Peonia started the process to become a professional volleyball player. She signed with an agent and offers began pouring in, including one from Omag Consolini Volley, a team in Italy's Serie A2 league located in San Giovanni, Mar- uh, Marigiano in northern Italy. As she was weighing her offers, plenty stood out about about Consolini Volley, the squad that she eventually signed with. You can find out all about her and her signing a professional contract all on GoBlueRaiders.com. Well, that's it for Tuesday. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow on Wednesday. All right, Chip. We appreciate you as always. Talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel, and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology's our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Right now, one in three drivers is cruising around in a state of skepticism about just how much value their car insurance company is delivering. If you're one of them, I can help you get to a better state. I will talk with you, listen to you, and put together a policy that has you written all over it. From cost to coverage, all backed by 24-7 customer support. Then give me a call, State Farm Agent Deb Insel in Shelbyville at 931-684-5274 and officially get to a better state with State Farm. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All righty, we'll be talking COVID now. Heat acclimation period this week for high school football teams started on time. However, it doesn't look like the governor more than likely is going to um, allow physical contact, which if he did, probably would have led to the season starting on time. But let's be honest, if you're being forced to wear masks, probably don't need to be playing football, contact football right now, whether you agree with it or not. I'm a little ambivalent about it. Um, I know a lot of people, this is a sports show, but it does affect sports. A lot of people um, are upset with it. How's it going to be enforced? You know, are the police going to be in charge with enforcing this? Writing tickets? I think they've got enough on their plate. Um They've got enough bad PR, but that's one man's opinion. Now, on the other 
end of the spectrum. If a Walmart employee is required to wear a mask all day, I don't have a problem with putting one on for 15 minutes if I go in there. Does it infringe on your rights? Perhaps it does. Is it 1984? For those of you who haven't read that book, it's kind of eerie if you go back and read it. Um, perhaps it does. But it is what it is. And in with it, within that regard, the TWSAA Board of Control will meet tomorrow at uh, Siegel High School. Um, initially, <laughs> they sent out a memo said it was to discuss reclassification um, which seems kind of odd at this point because we don't really know what we're at where we're at how many kids are going to continue to not even go to school just do it offline I mean do it online um, but then later in the day they sent one out said they will discuss contingency plans for high school soccer and football. Well, they already have the contingency plans, of which the season would start the 28th. You know, one's a seven season. Everybody goes to playoffs like normal. One's an eight season. You eliminate a round of playoffs, so you got a bracket of 16. One's only and that's where only two teams go one's where only one team goes um, moving to the spring is something that Bernard Childress the TSSAA director said he does not want to do because you would have if you played in the spring um, you would a lot of those kids play spring sports and you would be playing um, football back-to-back seasons. Would that be enough time? I mean, is that too much? So, hopefully we'll know something by tomorrow. And again, my opinions are just my opinions. We all have them. They're not right or wrong. Um, but somebody's got to set the boundaries. You just trust that those are in charge are doing the right thing. And like I said, we're not all going to agree with it. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. Atlanta Braves baseball is back, and you won't want to miss a single moment of the 2020 season because every game counts big. Hard hit ball at deep right field, heads up in the chop house, gone! Braves baseball on WGNS. Good afternoon. In certain areas, we see some nasty thunderstorms out here. Be careful. It's just busy coming down 24 back over from Nashville out of Davidson County back into Rutherford. Traffic stopping out here, sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Dr. Byron Bush, the only Republican candidate for U.S. Senate with a proven record for fighting for conservative values. That uh, website, bushpersenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. 
Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family, helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, the rich get richer, as they say. Uh, reportedly, running back Jordan James, who um, played nine games for Brentwood Academy last year and left in October, is enrolled at Oakland High School. He transferred to Oakland um, via Twitter. Well, I mean, he announced it via Twitter. He's 5'9", 200-pound, four-star recruit by 24-7 Sports. He's ranked sixth nationally at his position and number one in the state of Tennessee. He had a thousand and almost, almost, he had right at 1,100 yards and 18 touchdowns in nine games. He has offers from Alabama, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida State, Louisville, Penn State, Nebraska, and Virginia Tech. So, um, Oakland's got a lot of talented running backs every year. Uh, you can add this one to the equation in Jordan James. But again, the big question, when or if do we play? You know, I think, I think we're seeing the gravity of this. You know, they're canceling preseason games. And, you know, if I'm an owner, I don't want a preseason game, you know, maybe one. But, I, you know, you think about that fourth preseason game, what if somebody tests positive next week and misses the opener or two or three do? You know, camps are opening. Um, players want <coughs> a specific protocol on uh, insurance safety. Some some players may set it out. We're seeing it in baseball, which starts Thursday. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Again, the Braves on uh, Friday right here on WGNS at 310. They play three against the Mets. Then they play two at Tampa. First three were all in New York. Um two at Tampa, turn around, 
two versus Tampa at home, and then four games at home against the Mets. They only have four opening da- open dates during this 60-game season. So <laughs> it's going to be a little going to be a little crazy to say the least. NBA, of course, not too far from starting. I guess a positive for them. Uh, there have been 346 tests and no positives in the NBA bubble in Orlando. Hockey's supposed to start. The Toronto Blue Jays cannot play in Toronto. They do not want to travel coming over. So the virus is alive. And um, I think mo- I think many don't respect it. I think you got to respect it. MTSU had four athletes test positive. Um, you know, and it, it's it's funny. You get a little optimism built up. We're gonna have this season. Then the next day, you're like, it "Ain't gonna be a season." Um, Southwest Athletic Conference. Um, they've canceled all. They've postponed all sports. Hope to do it in the spring. The Colonial, the Patriot League, they've canceled. And, you know, those are FBS programs, but still, um, they're making those decisions. There's so much money with the Power Fives and 1As that they're going to try to do everything they can. Is playing a a conference-only schedule, does that ensure safety? I don't think so. I just don't think they want to travel. They don't want them to travel to different parts of the country. But, I mean, you look at the ACC, they're in, it goes from Syracuse all the way to Miami. So what is safe? Who knows? But we will continue to talk about it, and we will talk more with you tomorrow on All Sports Talk. We... Um, Appreciate everyone listening today. Appreciate Clay Snellgrove joining us as well. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.